Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Way too early 2024 tight end rankings. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here at Heath Cummings. And we're taking a look at our way too early tight end rankings for 2024. And Heath, I, I guess the place we have to start. Is this the first time since like 2017 that Travis Kelsey isn't the number one overall tight end coming into the season? Yes, it's definitely the first time. At least he's not for me. I, don't, I would expect consensus-wise he won't be either. I think I have a hard time seeing how a rookie could finish as the tight end one one season and not be the tight end one the next season. Interesting. So you have Sam Laporta as yes. your number one tight end. Right. Now, Sam Laporta is effectively tied with Travis Kelsey in total fantasy points. He's right there with TJ Hawkinson, the three of them all right around 221 PPR points in 2024. I will point out Hawkinson and Kelsey did it in 15 games. Sam Laporta has played 16. So Laporta is about a full point per game behind Travis Kelsey and TJ Hawkinson. Obviously TJ Hawkinson with that torn ACL not going to be the number one. So I do still have Travis Kelsey as my number one tight end for 2024. Maybe that's dumb, though. Well, I just, especially, I wouldn't want to call it dumb, but let's just say that Kelsey was one point per game better. Mm -hmm. Would it be that hard to make the argument that the 23-year-old is going to be a point better and the 35-year-old is going to be a point worse? No, I, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Uh, and since his last 100-yard game in Week 8, Travis Kelsey's actually down to 10.5 PPR points per game. So he does appear to be trending in the wrong direction as well. And I do think I'm kind of just giving Travis Kelsey the benefit of the doubt. But if we go into the playoffs, he's not going to play in Week 18 in all likelihood. If we go into the playoffs and the, the, let's say the Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship and he has two 90-yard games and an 85-yard game, I'm probably going to put move. I'm probably going to keep Travis Kelsey as my number one. If he goes out there and keeps playing like he has down the stretch, There's it's no going to be a lot harder to justify that. So well, that's if he plays like he did down the stretch, it will only be a one game sample. Well, yeah, probably that's, that's a fair one. So I've got Sam Laporta too. Do you have Tra Travis Kelsey number two? No, you, you said it right the first time. I have Trey McBride number two. Since Trey McBride we'll, number two. We'll use that same since week number eight, mm -hmm. which I believe was the first week that Trey McBride became the starting tight end for the Arizona yes. Cardinals. He has averaged 15.2 fantasy points per game. This is a guy who was one of the most prolific college tight ends ever at Colorado State, is in an offense run by Drew Petzig, who comes from the Kevin Stefanski system that consistently features their tight ends at a 25% target share. And so I will go Laporta, then McBride. Kelsey's my number three. Okay. How early would you start thinking about taking Sam Laporta and Trey McBride? Round three-ish, three, four turn, I'm thinking. I mean, I have no idea, but that, that's a fine guess. 
Okay. So Travis Kelsey, more like a third or fourth rounder. Sure. Where I've got Mark Andrews at number four. Is he your number four as well? Uh, he is number five behind TJ Hawkinson. Okay. TJ Hawkinson. That's the one that I really struggled with. I've got TJ Hawkinson 10th, but I don't know. He's coming back from a torn ACL. We don't know what his week one availability is. It's going to be tough given the the typical timelines. You know, you, you see some guys come back within eight to nine months from their torn ACLs. And then I look back at Odell Beckham when he was coming back from his torn ACL with the Browns, I think in 2020, he wasn't ready for 11 full months after surgery. So it's, it's right now. It's just really, really hard to rank TJ Hawkinson. But look, if TJ Hawkinson wasn't coming off the injury, he'd probably be my number one tight end. What about you? Um, probably he'd be right there with Laporta and McBride. All right. Who is your number? So you have Mark Andrews, number five. Who's your number six? It is currently George Kittle. I've got George Kittle number five. So basically the same thing. It's just Hawkinson slides in there for you. The thing with Kittle, did you realize Kittle is the only tight end with a thousand yards right now? I did not realize. I was pretty surprised when I saw that. It's just, you know, he's tied for second in touchdowns with six. Seven different tight ends have more targets than George Kittle. He's been outrageously efficient this season. The question is, do the 49ers, you know, they've got some decisions to make as far as whether they can keep this this pretty expensive core together. I think Brandon Ayuk heading into free agency this offseason. If Ayuk's gone, does Kittle move up even more? Yeah, if it was just Kittle, McCaffrey, and Debo, then I think you'd probably see Kittle in that top three discussion. All right, my next tight end, Evan Ingram. I've got David Njoku right after him. That feels like the drop-off of a tier. How are you viewing it? I've got Njoku and then Ingram. Um, Ingram's, like, he's going to have the volume because of Doug Mm -hmm. Peterson, but certainly Jacksonville's got to do something different at wide receiver this year, and Ingram will be 30. So there's a risk of a drop-off, and he's not exactly special anyway. Yeah, 8.5 yards per catch is uh, is pretty underwhelming. He's been the, the safety blanket there, and obviously Zay Jones and Christian Kirk have missed a decent amount of time. I've got Dalton Kincaid at eight. He's a really tough one to figure out because we did get that five-game stretch where he performed like Sam Laporta and Trey McBride. He averaged 14.2 PPR points per game with Dawson Knox out. Hasn't really been used much down the field, but remember this was the number one tight end taken in the 2023 NFL draft. Where do you have Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, I think Dawson Knox is still under contract for two more years, so I can't rank Dalton Kincaid that high. Kincaid is at 11 for me. Uh, I've got Kyle Pitts at number nine. Does he even make your top 12, or is that just wishful thinking? Does not currently, though, if the rumor that came out today that Eric Bieniemy would be Atlanta's first choice proves to be true, then Kyle Pitts would definitely be in my top eight tight end. So who's after Evan Ingram and David Njoku for you? I've got uh, Cole Komet, Dallas Goddard, Dalton Kincaid, and Jake Ferguson. Okay, so Ferguson was my first out when I decided to move Dallas Goddard back into my rankings. Dallas Goddard, you didn't mention him, right? I did say Dallas Goddard. Okay, Dallas Goddard's in there. So we mostly agree on the top 12, just a a different order. How are you feeling about tight end overall? Let's just cap it off with that. It's exciting. There's a bunch of young guys at the top. The changing of the guard has happened, and uh, we got got Brock Bowers coming. So let's go. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you next week.